Nearly a month into the tax filing season, the IRS is still digging out from the backlog of work created by that 35-day partial government shutdown. Just last week, agency leadership spoke with members of the IRS Advisory Council, a volunteer group of tax professionals, to get their input on tax administration issues. That session made up for a canceled January meeting. Kathy Hettick of Hettick Accounting and Tax is a co-chair of the council. She spoke with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. This has been a very different year than the other two years I've served because we were unable to have our January meeting, which means we were unable to have our initial orientation. And so we have been in communication, the three chairs, the three co-chairs, we have communicated with the rest of the team, just trying to keep some momentum going and asking people to continue to look at issues in their subgroup division, you know, what issues are out there, just trying to keep some of that momentum and some of that motivation going. You know, it's kind of hard to, well, of course, it's extremely hard for the IRS, but even just for a volunteer advisory group, we want to keep that motivation going that this is very important. We need to make sure we stay a little bit focused, even though the IRS has been unable to work with us. We want to make sure that we're still keeping that motivation among the team members, that we have a valuable place. I think that's part of it, too. People are excited to serve, and then the year starts off, and we're kind of stalled out a little bit. One of the goals moving forward, and I think it really did unfold in 2018, is really to have these real-time discussions with the IRS so that it's not a matter of just waiting until the report comes out, but perhaps there's changes that can be made as we go along and as these discussions are taking place. So trying to move more into real-time advising as well as, of course, the, the, uh, the summary in the report that we generate to the commissioner in November. And from your own perspective, as a small practitioner, what are some of your big concerns for this filing season? Well, I think the biggest concern is probably the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act and just the implementation of the different schedules and the different forms. The forms are all in, for the most part, in final draft. Um, But I think even last week, we were getting final regulation on the qualified business income deduction. And I think just the concern that I think at the practitioner level is really just are the software companies able to keep up with all of these final regs and changes that have been very difficult to manage um, and interpret. We know this was the biggest tax code change we've had probably in the last 30 years since the Tax Reform Act of 1986. And it's unfortunate that in the month of implementation that we had the majority of the IRS out on shutdown. So I do think there is that concern of just the processing of the new code and the new regulations and the qualified business income deduction. All of those are very complicated pieces. And I think that's probably the concern. And that's also extremely time consuming for everybody, including the practitioners, just trying to disseminate the information as we get it and then making sure that our software is doing what it needs to be doing. And of course, they're scrambling because, you know, when you get final regs last week, they're trying to scramble with their updates as well. Let me raise something else that is, I guess, perennially an issue. The wait times for call centers, the the wait times for in-person help, things like that. Any update on how that's looking? It it seems to me that 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 might be a sore spot. 
You know, I think it is and it has been. I think most people are sympathetic and understand, but that doesn't make it any better. So when you read correspondence now from the IRS, they have done a great job with the website and they're pushing as many people as possible to the website to get answers instead of calling, you know, trying to get your answer on the website, which I think is good. They've done a great job over the last couple of years, really improving the platform and the information. But of course, that all got slowed down as well with the shutdown, but I know they're fired back up. The, the wait line, the call-in is just what the call-in is. We're tired of complaining about it. We're tired of the lack of funding for it. You just know you're going to be on hold. And so you just work with it. I call at really odd times, like I'll call on a Friday night. But I think it's frustrating for everyone. I don't think there's anyone that's not frustrated by that. And it must be hugely frustrating for the commissioner to constantly have the feedback of that, you know, people not being able to get through. I know they're staffing up and that hopefully they'll be able to improve their response time and be able to facilitate the taxpayers as well as the tax practitioners. And as far as the communication goes, you know, I understand the IRS is dealing the cards that they're dealt, that they're, you know, because of the the guidance and everything else, um, you know, things may be slowed down through maybe no fault of their own. But as far as the communication piece, when, when you or, you know, your peers have questions, are they getting back to you in a timely way? They're doing what they can do. Of course, they've been dealt this whole thing. You know, the IRS doesn't create the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act or the shutdown. The practitioner community is fairly sympathetic in understanding that this Tax Cuts and Jobs Act was huge. And out in our industry, we all understand just how big it was. And I think the tax practitioner community is very understanding that the IRS is trying to work through this and issue these final regulations as soon as they can. I think there is always frustration that we want more answers now of specifics in certain areas, and some of that was accomplished. Referring to the qualified business income deduction, there was some clarification there. But really, when you have a tax act that is that big, a lot of the answers we simply won't have until they're challenged. So we could be looking at a couple years, three or four years, until we know in this particular instance, is this the position that's going to be taken? Because as you know, a lot of the code is supported through court cases. And so we won't have those for a few years for the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. So I think given the circumstances that the IRS has done what they can do, there's certainly a lot more to do. I think that they do communicate. They certainly ask for input. There's been a lot of opportunity for input from the practitioner community. The communication with the different tax organizations and stakeholders, I think, has been much better over the last few years asking for that input and figuring out ways to facilitate the opportunity for input and then communicating it back. But of course, all of that was on hold. Has the pipeline of things, has that been going normally? Like, have you been able to take individual tax income paperwork, the 1040, have you been able to like submit it to the IRS and they say, we've got it, and they've been able to issue the refund? Have all of the segments in that process gone on uninterrupted? Have there been hiccups? What have you heard? I can't speak to refunds because it's too early, really, for probably any refunds. But as far as the intake goes, yes, the people that have a very straightforward tax return certainly have their stuff in and were able to e-file the tax return 
for a return that is more complicated, that involves the small business or the qualified business income deduction, those are on slow mode right now. I'm just speaking personally in my office, just waiting to make sure that the software is up to speed and that everything is calculating correctly. So those ones we have, I haven't filed any with that, just making sure we're going slow and that all the pieces are in place with the software and that it's being calculated correctly. Kathy Hedick is co-chair of the IRS Advisory Council, speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. Check out Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com, where you can also hear my two-part interview with national taxpayer advocate Nina Olson. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffles Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week. So patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.